Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. You will have to excuse me for my voice. I am currently still recovering from a bacterial cough. And so I sound quite stuffy, but I promise you it's really not as bad as it was. Um, If you're looking for a real laugh, go listen to my podcast intro for last week's episode with Lindsay Carter. I sound like a corpse, like literally so horrible, but thankfully on the mend. And so I am very, very grateful that I'm starting to feel more like myself and I have my voice back. So I'm really excited for today's episode because it is with the co-founder of one of my personal favorite brands. And I am, of course, speaking of none other than Devin Brugman. She is the co-founder of Monday Swimwear. So ahead of getting my breast reduction, I had been pretty vocal about having a really, really tough time finding swimwear that fit me. And I think Monday swimwear has actually been a hot tip in the past because it is really one of the only swimwear brands that was able to fit my top, you know, like the bikini top. As a reminder, I was a 28G before I had reduction. And so I was extremely large. And to be able to find a swimwear brand that made me feel really confident and amazing in my body and just fit really well was a total game changer. I remember going to Greece last summer and having all these like super cute bathing suits that actually fit me and they were all Monday swimwear. So I was really, really excited to talk to Devin because she's founded this amazing brand with her best friend and she herself is um, someone with a larger bust, which is something that we don't commonly see with um, swimwear founders. So I was really excited to chat with her. She was always someone who I could really relate to when I saw pictures of her. And I have to say that after speaking to her, like, or as I was speaking to her, I felt like I was talking to myself. Like her and I, I felt like are just very, very like similar. Our working relationships with our co-founders sounds really similar as well. So we get into all kinds of details in this podcast episode. She gets into how they started Monday Swimwear. And it's a really inspirational story because again, you know, they bootstrapped the company. They actually like 
took a, a loan from family and friends and um, didn't really take like outside capital from a VC firm or angels or anything like that. So it was really just done through a loan. They paid all of that back. And obviously now Monday Swimwear is this really iconic swimwear brand. So they've done all of that. Devin also gets into her personal wellness journey, her struggles with IBS, and she's really, really transparent and open. And I really appreciate having guests on who kind of are super open about their journey. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I think you guys are going to take so much away from it. I really get nitty gritty into her wellness tips, her fitness tips, all of those things. And she was just such a joy to have on the podcast. So I hope you love her as much as I do. Of course, before we get into the episode, I have this week's hot tip, which is actually another podcast and it is the Huberman Lab podcast. So you guys know I love to really dig deep into science and I'm a real nerd when it comes to wellness and health, obviously. I mean, I have Array, which is my own wellness brand. So um, Huberman Lab Podcast, I love it because Andrew Huberman is, in my opinion, a real genius. He is a neuroscientist, I believe, in Stanford University. And he honestly does the best deep dives into these like really granular issues around our health. I actually just listened to an episode around salt intake and what it does for our body. And I thought it was really fascinating. So if you haven't yet listened to the Huberman Lab podcast, I suggest you go give it a listen, especially if you're into health and wellness like myself. And then of course, we have this week's review, which comes to us from Blumpkin many fives, six, nine. Okay. Um, it says very uplifting. I found this podcast from listening to Sif on Molly Sims podcast, and I'm so glad I did. It's so positive and really helps me get through the workday. Highly recommend for anyone needing a mental boost. This is such a nice review and shout out to Molly Sims, who I love and whose podcast I was on. Um, guys, I love getting reviews like this. I like hearing what you guys enjoy learning about, and it just helps me kind of shape which guests I bring on, what kind of solo episodes I do. So, you know, if you haven't yet, please, please leave me a review. It takes no time at all. All you have to do is open the podcast app, the Apple podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. Give me a five-star rating. And of course, leave a review. Tell me what you like about the show, what you're resonating with, what I could do better. I love to hear from you. And it really helps the show get to more people. It helps me bring on awesome guests. So all good things all around. With that, let's get into today's episode with Devin Brugman of Monday Swimwear. Monday Swimwear, I swear to you, Devin, the only swimwear that has ever fit me Ugh, like I, I could never wear swimwear I had one okay listen to this fucked up story I'm gonna die okay? <laughs> I probably have similar ones <laughs> I bought one bikini when I was 16 years old mm -hmm. okay I wore that bikini top mm -hmm. all the way <laughs> until 26 no. <laughs> damn what brand was it, it was i don't know it was quality. like it was like something i bought at like the department mm -hmm. store it was like on sale but it was truly like it was just like heinous it was just this like black yeah. like yeah. plain halter horrible and then when i saw monday like i saw pictures of you and i was like oh my god she looks like me yeah no people 
People don't realize how huge of a problem it is for girls with a larger cup size. It's like impossible. I had the exact same thing happen to me when I was a kid. I would literally, like I grew up in Hawaii, so I was wearing bikinis all the time. And the only bikinis that I could fit were ones that were custom made Mm -hmm. for me. And we had this woman, her name was Donna. She lived like in Haiku in the jungle. And we'd go to her and she'd make us bikinis like $40 top, $40 at bottom. I'd spend all my money on these bikinis and she'd make them custom. And then if there was another brand that fit me, it would be like some hideous, huge top. And I never liked the matching bottoms because back in the day, you couldn't get like different sizes anyway. So sometimes you would have to buy two full sets, Mm -hmm. one that could fit my boob, ones that can fit my bottom. So I think that now the swimwear industry is like finally moving in the direction of like being much more size inclusive. We see all these brands talking about it, all the brands doing it, but... Yeah, I feel like when we started Monday, there was literally nothing. No, but still, like, so I, like, I just told you, like, I got my um, breast reduction surgery, and I was a size G, okay? And, like, truly, I mean, there are Mm. brands that fit, like, double D, E, but, like, it rarely ever goes Mm -hmm. up to that size. And I remember when I tried on my first Monday suit, it was, like... It wasn't a halter because, like, usually you have to go for a halter, right? you know? Otherwise, I know. It's like, so annoying. Yeah. It's like there's no options. No <laughs> options, okay? But it was – what I got was, like, one of those, like, the tube, but, like, a tank top, oh, if that cute. makes sense. Uh-huh. I got it in, like, a pink and a black, and they both oh, yeah. fit, and I was, like – amazed like nish could not believe his eyes like he was like anytime <laughs> I, I go bikini shopping he's like sif like why like i mean he's like i i can just bet and then when he saw it like he just could not believe his eyes like it actually fit it's so refreshing i know it's like when we started monday basically so i'm not sure if you know the whole backstory but we had a bikini a day first mm-hmm. which was natasha and i's swimwear blog yeah. and it was, we turned it kind of like into a whole lifestyle blog and this is what we would focus other swimwear brands on. So we would be promoting, you know, thousands of other swimwear brands and we would profile and have a bikini of the day every single day. And it would be either featured on like Natasha or I, Mm -hmm. and they'd be paid to be featured. It was like a whole thing. And it was like the most fun ever, Mm -hmm. but literally half the time, I'm supposed to be in the swim. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to find even like one piece from these brands collection that fit me. And if it did fit me, I didn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was like hideous prints, padded maternity bra. I was going to say it's total maternity vibes. Yeah. And then the bottoms are hideous. And I'm like, I just want to find something that's comfortable, that's flattering, that fits, that's in like beautiful neutral colors because I don't wear these crazy prints and stuff anyway I'm like why are they catering like hideous things to the girls with the bigger boobs like we have taste too hello yeah yeah so and I just I didn't want it to I didn't want it to feel like a brand that you're shopping because you're bigger that's why you're shopping at that brand you know what I mean like Monday really has something for everybody yeah it goes from like an A all the way up to a G cup sometimes an H and it just feels like a normal brand you know it just feels like you're going to buy from I don't know and a I, Revolve brand or yeah, something. you know it's I, like I could not agree more and I love that you guys like have pictures of women with like larger cup sizes like yourself like I just thought that that was so refreshing and relatable because like I don't know like anytime there were pictures of people with my cup size they were like in a larger body and mm-hmm. I just couldn't imagine my and like you know mm-hmm. I'm glad that that exists but it was like never someone who looked 
like something I could yeah. relate to, if that yeah. makes sense. But also like everyone always was like, oh my God, your body's so like crazy. You're so small with these big boobs. And I'm like, I didn't realize there were so many other girls out there exactly like me. And then once we started becoming more popular on social, like everyone was like, oh my God, like what what top is what bra is that what bikini is that yeah. what, how can you wear that top like you know so I realized there's this whole community of like my big boob girls yeah, out there seriously. that like really need my help <laughs> it's true and like the swim is a huge thing because swim in general like for any size it's such a particular thing yeah. you know what I mean you're pretty much naked so you want to feel comfortable in whatever you're wearing you want to feel supported you want to feel sexy you want to feel like you can just relax and enjoy the beach or the pool or whatever you're doing I don't want you to have to be thinking about you know if am I going to pop out or if it's going to fit so for me I'm like I just wanted selfishly a brand that actually fit me you yeah. know because like how you had that one bikini since you were in high school oh that God. was my whole bikini drawer too and I'd be wearing like a bright lime green top with a orange bottom like stuff that I would never in a million years actually buy but it, I had to just wear what I could because I thought that was the only thing out there. I think it was like a real blessing though, like considering your background, it's so rare that like you'd actually find a woman who does these like custom made bikinis. Like, because- oh my gosh, the, like because all the girls in Hawaii, like, <laughs> so like we all love like tiny, like tiny? little. Yeah, I know. Like, I've seen, I went to yeah, Oahu. I was like, like oh my God. <laughs> And she was like the cool mom. She was like <laughs> one of our friends' moms that like loved to sew and she would like make her bikinis and we were like and then all of a sudden she like all of the Maui girls just started loving her and like you go to the store and get them but they're were so much more expensive at the actual store so she would do them for us for cheap so yeah we were really lucky to have her yeah because I'm sure that that also instilled like a level of confidence in mm. you whereas I think that a lot of other women who may not have had availability to like bikinis or like one pieces that would suit their body or like fit their cup size like they never really got comfortable in bikinis you know totally and like just being from Hawaii in general I feel like also really helped me be more confident in a bikini because I lived in a bikini Mm -hmm. I was like would go ditch school and go do my homework on the beach like I was always in a bikini so I kind of just like had to force myself to get over any weird body stuff and be like, okay, like maybe this doesn't fit me exactly, but like whatever, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to do what I can. Why did you leave or what led you to leave Hawaii, <laughs> aka like heaven? Like, did you know you were going to like that? That wasn't like for your forever place. Yeah. Like, what happened? So I was originally born in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. My parents are both from Southern California. They moved to Northern California. They met there. They had my sister and I in um, San Francisco and Oakland. Mm. So originally I'm like a California girl, but we moved to Hawaii when I was four and I lived there from when I was four till 17. So like all my most impressionable years, like I'm truly like, that's where my heart Mm -hmm. is. I love it to death. Like when I think about home, I think about Hawaii, Mm -hmm. but Every summer, like when I was in high school, I would go to L.A. and visit my cousins. And I was like so in love with L.A. I was like Disneyland and Hollywood and going to the, you know, see the stars and walk on Hollywood Boulevard. Like I was like just so in love with everything about L.A. And I would watch the O.C. and the hills and all Uh, the stuff where I was like, this is like what I want, (laughs) you know. And my parents being from California, they've always had like a very open mind about the world and they... Like, they didn't want to stay in Hawaii forever either. Mm -hmm. My sister left for college. So I kind of always knew that 
I wasn't going to be stuck. Like every, all of my friends that are still there have like two kids and stuff, you know, wow. like it's, it's a very it's a different life. It's a completely different world, like sm- small town mentality, small town vibes. You, you know, everyone's seeing each other every day. And that's beautiful. And I love that about Hawaii. But for me personally, I was like, I want to go far. I don't know what that was, but I was like, I just want to be in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then when did you officially make the move? So it's actually like a funny story because my sister ended up going to college in Portland mm-hmm. and my parents ended up falling in love with Portland. So they bought a wine bar out there. And so cool. Yeah. Who are your parents? Damn, I should be interviewing them. <laughs> they don't have it anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but they were doing like long distance, my mom and dad switching off. Like one of them was with me in Hawaii and one of them was in Portland and they were like kind of just switching back, like running the business. And then one day I was like, mom, just go. I was doing homeschooling at this point. And I was like, mom, just go be with dad. Like I'm told, and I was always really, really independent. I, from like a super young age, I didn't care about my parents. I I didn't listen to them. I didn't want them around. I was like, you guys go. And they're like the best parents ever in terms of like how they raised me and stuff. So they wouldn't have left me if they didn't think that, you know, I was capable of handling it by myself but Mm -hmm. they were my mom was like okay I trust you and she literally left me on the island until I was I was 16 at that point and then I moved to LA when I was 17 so it was only like a short period of time but yeah that's kind of how I left and then it was uh, bikini a day right away or like what happened no I moved to LA I started school and Natasha and I only just met because she Like right when I moved out to L.A. is when she moved to Hawaii. That's Mm -hmm. how we met through mutual friends in Hawaii. And when I first moved to L.A., I was studying photography. I went to SMC for a couple of years and then I eventually transferred to Mount St. Mary's and studied business. But those like first initial like 17 to 20, I was just kind of like (laughs) living my life in L.A. You know, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was studying photography. I was like really happy there doing being creative. I didn't, I was just kind of like, I changed my major like 13 times. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So that's kind of how it started in LA. And then um, Tosh eventually moved to LA and then a bikini a day started. So like, was it just like you guys both liked swimwear? Because I mean, this is like still the days where like blogging was really new. And I remember a bikini a day because it was really one of the OG kind of blogs that existed. Yeah, super OG. So like Tosh and I were honestly one of the first ones on Instagram to kind of like make something into a business and start charging people like influencers do now. Wow. But we did that back in the day, like, but we were charged like it's it was just funny how much we used to charge now when I, I think mean, about it, was, it. Like you didn't know anything back then. No, no, no. But we were like, how the hell are we getting paid for this? Like, yeah. This is crazy. So Tosh basically had a production company which she would do photo and video she would shoot other people's swimwear campaigns she used to do weddings and events and like she was just like already a business mogul from the moment I met her like had her own brand like had her own her own business her own company like was just killing it that way and I was studying photography we both like were instant best friends we just like our personalities just click like this so we used to do like photo shoots of each other, like just as girls do, like That's in so bikinis. Cute, yeah. You know, she had all the camera equipment and she was like the first one to shoot me like professionally on a camera. And I was like, this is so fun. And then Instagram started and we started uploading those like super high res photos to Instagram. And this was like when people were literally uploading like a photo of their the, What was coffee. it? The Valencia filter? Like the yeah, horrible exactly. days? With like, like the borders like, and like oh, it was I hideous. Cringe. Okay. <laughs> A dark time. (laughs) (laughs) And we definitely dabbled in those weird filters. I'm not going to lie. But there were, they were 
at least on top of a beautiful high res image, you know, that was like was all curated. Plus, like it's her and I in bikinis as best friends. I'm the brunette. She's the blonde. I've got huge boobs. She has a big butt. Like it was just was like a viral situation waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, total viral <laughs> and, like, situation. I love we, that. We really shared our personality a lot, too. And I think people liked that, you know, she's a bikini babe from Australia. I'm from Hawaii. Like it just really meshed well. But then we also like took it really seriously and made it a brand, developed it into a whole website that talked about beauty and fitness and lifestyle and travel. So it quickly became something that people were like, okay, they're just like hot girls in bikini to like, oh, they're actually doing something more with it. And then we just kept going and going and going. And that was now eight years later. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy. And I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. So then when was Monday born? Like, was it shortly after the blog like when did this like idea even happen because it's not easy to just like start your own bikini line yeah so it was a couple years after we started bikini a day and we had already like grown quite a big following at that point and tasha and i could see the impact we were having on other brands Mm -hmm. and how we were selling their swim how we were shooting it the eye that we had and then we also saw everything that was missing from the industry and how badly we needed certain things Tosh and I, like, I would find a suit. She would find a suit that she loved from a collection that was perfect, but that was the only one, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, you'd find a suit you loved from a brand, but you'd maybe like one top and there was maybe something a little different or that you would want to change about the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, there was never a brand that we consistently liked and fit every single piece from their collection where I was like, this is like, I could wear this for the rest of my life. There was just nothing out there. And if there there was, it was like catered towards like an older woman where I'm like, okay, maybe when I'm 30, I'd wear that. But like right now I want something like sexy. That's just simple. Like we just needed like a normal black bikini that was hot, you know, like it was hard to find. Yeah. So we noticed that there was this huge void in the market and we were like, it's time that we do our own thing because, you know, we have this huge following. Everyone's kind of like watching what we're doing next. And the blog was doing really well. And then we we decided to start the brand and it was like craziness from the start. So what do you think really, like what were the factors that really like made the brand take off? Because I mean, there's also stories of influencers like with large followings who just don't have the sell through power or like, you know, they start a brand and like maybe it just doesn't do all that well. Yeah. Whereas like Monday, I feel like I, I've known about it for a really long yeah. time. Like it's just... It, it's, I mean, it, it deserved to take off. It has. Thank but like, you. what do you think was the thing, you know? Well, I think that first and foremost, it's Tosh and I's just the way that we work together and our personalities and just like how we complement each other because us as like best friends is like a great story in itself. You know, that we both have this background that we've lived in bikinis. And I think that it it has become so successful because it's so true to who we are. Our DNA is like who we are as people, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. I grew up in bikinis. So did she. We are obsessed with the beach. We could both stay on the beach all day long 
you know, with a little rosé. Yeah. <laughs> but like we just are obsessed with the whole lifestyle. So it was came so natural to us that it never really felt like a job. Nothing ever felt forced. We're creating stuff that we know is not out there. Mm-hmm. We're creating stuff for ourselves. So it was kind of like we just made this brand for ourselves and like then we realized like okay, there's a lot of other people that have the same issue and have the same need and especially girls that are curvy or have a large cup size like this was like huge for them yeah yeah I think it's such a kind of teachable thing to entrepreneurs because I feel that the brands that do extremely well are kind of born out of a founder's need to solve their own problem yeah exactly exactly and it's like when it's so authentic like that like that translates to your audience and they see that and they feel that and having people like over time progressively watch Tasha and I grow watch what happened with the bikini like there's a whole story it all makes sense it's not like we're just like came out with like a random product out of nowhere that makes no sense you know and then we're just trying to push it just because we have a following like it it all kind like if you are obsessed with beauty or makeup it makes sense if you come out with a makeup Mm -hmm. line eventually after talking about so many and doing things like you know it just made sense because it was so authentic I think and you guys were like I think also you were content marketing the shit out of swimwear ahead of even launching Monday you know so it was almost like the next step to like mm-hmm. do it yourself to like do it better you know yeah exactly so it never felt pushy and it didn't feel like anything that didn't fit into what we were doing like we just so seamlessly integrated into like what because we would just start feeding like we would still for a while promote other brands mm-hmm. and then we'd do monday swimmer like two like one or two times a week mm-hmm. so we kind of just slowly weaved it in and then eventually it became so massive that we kind of put a bikini down hold which it was our original baby and it makes me sad a little bit but also i'm like monday's like <laughs> evolution as well yeah, right exactly. like i mean we're just growing up and i think that our followers have grown up with us and they understand that so yeah. yeah i mean i think evolution is like very normal and i remember when array really took off i had to make the decision to just like like you know put my blog on hold and like you know that had been my background for like three four years ahead of launching array but like I don't know I think you grow up and you have to like step into who you are as like an entrepreneur whatever that next step is for you you know you can't do congratulations by the way (laughs) I am obsessed with array like it's just fabulous like you're so sweet I know we need to do some more stuff together because and I'm so happy about these are these the bloat yes hell yeah (laughs) I know I know what you like (laughs) no but yeah it's so true I mean it's just kind of like it's interesting with social media because you're seeing people go through all these different stages in their lives and I'm like okay like my audience like my that's been with me forever they're now going to see me get married and have kids and like what's that going to look like but you can't be scared to like move into these new steps in your life because people do want to see new fresh oh yeah for sure like and I think that influencers and content creators who've done really well have kind of shown that progression in their life because it's not possible to stay stagnant forever and you know you grow up platforms change you evolve in all those Mm -hmm. ways and I think you've kind of done it really successfully because like you've documented how your life has changed like you you got engaged recently like I've seen all of that you know which is really cool to see it's it's weird it's weird having your life being so like you know public and out there but I also feel like I have a million friends yeah you know like I have gotten to a place with my followers that they like know and understand me 
I don't feel like I have to explain myself a lot mm-hmm. anymore. There's always going to be those weird haters that don't get it who They're like there. don't really follow me, but like check in once in a while and just hate, which is like, but it's very rare these days. Like I feel like I've gotten to a really good place with my followers where yeah, they're just like down to ride and support me. So it's it's cool sharing my life with them and I like doing it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you guys started Monday and I remember reading an article on Business Insider where you guys took a $30,000 loan and turned it into what Monday is today. Right. And I think that like I, I love having conversations like this because I think that, you know, when other entrepreneurs, like young entrepreneurs who are maybe just starting out, they look at what's in the media. It's mm-hmm. all about like so-and-so raised this much money or like it's like a very like one way of going about doing things. And now like to see an example of someone like you yeah. and Monday who's done it in a path that's maybe not so like there's like not like a lot of fanfare and, fair and press around it. What yeah. made you decide to take a loan and like, you know, take that bet on yourself? Because it can be scary. So Tasha and I... So the loan that we took was it was fr- through a family friend. Mm-hmm. There was no, it didn't we had, didn't have to pay interest. It was very. But like, that's like even that is scary. Yeah, no, totally. It was definitely scary for sure. But I think Tasha and I have always been super confident in the product and what it was, and just the initial reaction from our audience when we like said that we were going to do this was so big. So we were, I mean, they believed in us. We were like, okay, fuck it, let's do it. And then we were lucky enough that like the first two weeks that we launched the collection sold out and we were able to just pay it back like oh yeah my God. it was it was pretty crazy from day one I remember like like we didn't know what this would become yeah you know we had it was like true true startup we were living in the stock we had boxes lining our little apartment in Brentwood like <laughs> truly started from the there, bottom yes. <laughs> like pa- I packed in shipped all of the bikinis literally myself printed out everything from ship station like full oh my god ship station we use them too i i know (laughs) i have like ptsd even saying the word because i'm like i can't believe how long i would fill up like sacks to take to the post office yeah and it was like a full thing and all of us go through it and it's part of like learning and i'm so happy that we did but when we you know initially launched and we had that success like tasha and i we're on a plane going to Miami for swim week. And we were like, oh, yeah, we'll probably get a few orders. We'll just film when we get back. And we literally had to like, I had like this group that I worked with in school in my in my business classes. And they were like the girls that I could call for anything. And we ended up hiring two of them because oh I was like, you guys, we need help, please. Like one of our employees, Anna, she still works with mm-hmm. us today. She's like badass, OG, love her to death. She actually like stepped in. And was like shipping orders for us. Like she didn't know how to do any of it. You know, just figured it. We all figured it out from the beginning. But we literally like, it was just me and Tosh. We have one, or Tosh, Tosh, myself and one intern. And then we had to go be at swim week. Then we got home. We were like, this is insane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, okay, this has a lot of potential. Like, let's get serious. And then it took us a year to produce a new collection. You know, like we just were working through the motions and everyone was there with us from the beginning so yeah it's interesting to like reflect back on that kind of stuff because it was truly like I feel like it teaches you so much though to like do that all yourself I don't Mm -hmm. know like 
I I consider that like a very like special experience because yeah. not only yeah like it's like a lot of grunt work but you get to learn so much about your customers yeah. right because it's not just being handed over to a fulfillment center right yeah. like you're doing so much of it yourself you get to like you're I'm guessing like you're also like dealing with the customer support and all of the other oh crap my that God. comes with so it so much and I wouldn't have it any other way yeah like, and Tasha and I own 100 of the brand very proud of that amazing and you know like. We, like you said, we've learned so much from day one. We've had to do everything, every single step that you could possibly think of in a business we've done. So now that we have such an incredible team, it's hard for us to like not be so involved. Mm -hmm. And we're still like extremely, extremely involved. And Tasha and I are like, okay, like we have a whole team now. We have someone else. Let's delegate. We're getting much better with like actually delegating and, you know, utilizing our team, which is great. But yeah. We definitely put in a lot of hours. Yeah. Oh, I bet. But this is the thing. If you love the brand and you love your company and you love what you do, then I know it's so cliche, but like it really has never felt like work because mm -hmm. it's just been so cool. And yeah. I've just felt so grateful that it's like worked out this whole time. I'm like still in shock. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. It's yeah. like I, I fully relate. But what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs who may be thinking about bootstrapping? Like, because how do you even scale? Because now, I mean, people look at your brand and it's this multi-million dollar brand. Like, it's like, you know, the swimwear brand. So how do you scale yeah. while, you know, bootstrapping? I think that my advice would be to be patient mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's taken Tasha and I eight years to get to where we are. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs these days see these brands that pop up and yes. are successful overnight one while, while that's possible and that's incredible and amazing it's not very common so I think that like really like putting your head down and doing the work and getting serious about it is like I mean you just have to go through the motions go through the steps and believe in yourself and believe in your product and I mean you really have to live and breathe what you're doing live and breathe what you're creating and I think that, you know, there's certain personality types that can handle that. And like there are certain people that don't. So I'm just like it really comes down to if you love what you do. Yeah. Then then I feel like you just ride with it, you know, like just don't give up. Be patient and just like try to enjoy the ride. When it comes to you and Tasha, because like, you know, when you're booth dropping, I feel like you kind of need to like divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. You can't both be doing the same yeah. thing and like. I would love to kind of understand how you guys divided your roles and responsibilities at the beginning. Like, were you guys good at two different things? How did yeah. it work? So I think Tosh and I in friendship and in business, the reason why we've been so successful is because we're literal polar opposite personalities. I love hearing that. We need to hear more of yeah, that. Yeah. Nish and I are the same. Yeah. And it really works because we don't step on each other's toes ever. Mm -hmm. we're, we have completely different things that we do. Yep. Tosh is like shark, like business badass bitch will like sign the deals get it done you know like she is like the brains for mm -hmm. sure and I think that we balance each other out because I'm like very very chill like mm -hmm. I have a very chill personality I think that my communication style is a lot different so I don't know we just we just balance each other out really really well so I think you know she's been traveling a lot so I'm on the ground a lot more with our team and I mean we both carry the weight of the company equally yes. but it's like it's just in different ways it's, exactly and I think that you know when you can find I, I hear horror stories all the time with partners where you go into business with your best friend and then you start fighting and stuff like Tosh and I have I think we've maybe gotten one fight 
yeah in our entire relation and it wasn't about work like I think it's I think it really is about personality types and like I I get this question as well when I go on podcasts or I talk about it a lot like working with Nish who's my husband right and yeah because that that's a whole nother ball game but Devin it's the same mm -hmm. thing like exactly how you're describing Mm -hmm. your relationship with Tasha it is truly the same thing because if we had a similar personality or if we were good at the same things then we would have to make decisions on the same things and then if there's an argument that's where issues come up yeah. whereas here it's like you're so different that you're yeah. just like dividing and you're just conquering. helping each other exactly. exactly what I was also going to say is that I think that when there's two different personalities you get to bounce ideas off mm. of each other and I think you get a different perspective like totally also like it also just comes down to respect at the end of the day. Totally. And like, I respect Tosh. Like, she's like my role model. Like, yeah. I think she's the most brilliant person. She's like, I've seen her do what she does. And I'm like shook every day by how smart she is. Mm-hmm. So, and she's like impressed with how I am as a person too. So we just have this mutual respect. Yeah. Like, she would never say something rude to me and I would never say something. You know, like, we're just not like that. Mm-hmm. We just have such a beautiful relationship. So I feel like... That's also a huge reason why Monday has grown so big because us at the core of the company, we're so stable. Yeah. You know? And you need that. You need that. But like, it's just like a fit as well. You know, like I I think that and like, I think it can be dangerous to get into a business with like someone you care for unless you like prior to it, like there's like that fit, you know? And so I think with you guys, it's like perfect and you can see that like even as you speak about her so it makes sense it makes a lot of sense so I feel like it's something that other entrepreneurs should think about as well that when they're you know evaluating their co-founder make sure it's like a personality fit yeah because the foundation of the company I think is one of the most important things yeah if not the most important well I don't think a company can thrive unless the co-founder's relationship thrives you Mm -hmm. know like I just Mm -hmm. because like that will dictate how you guys come across or like how anyone any Mm -hmm. co-founder duo like comes across to their team like present themselves like you're never gonna succeed if you like you're in a shit mood because your co-founder pissed you off you know and like consumers are smart you know they can figure it out they can sense things stuff comes out like you just you want that to be kosher a hundred percent so i want to get into wellness as an entrepreneur because it can That's be your specialty. really hard and it's my specialty <laughs> yes so you struggled with ibs for a few years and i want yeah. to talk about that it honestly i think was the hardest thing i've ever had to deal with because it was so bad <laughs> i mean i don't i know there's a ton of people that have ibs or have gut issues or have anxiety and all of this stuff but I was so confused as to what it was that was like doing this to my body. I thought I was going crazy and it got so bad to the point where I like I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to get in a car like I was like scared to get in a car because I thought I was going to shit my pants like at oh all my times. God, that's horrible. It was horrible. Like so, so bad. And it started because I was I actually was on a trip in Thailand. Yeah. And my this is going to be like so TMI. Oh, no, no. We love TMI here. (laughs) So but it's like such a big problem. Like I'm so comfortable talking about my bowel movements. I started a company with a star product called Bloat. Listen. I talk about it all. I have heard it all. (laughs) Safe space over here. Yeah, but basically the We have been going and going and going nonstop for Mm -hmm. like all of my 20s. We did not stop. Mm -hmm. I traveled pretty much every two months. Like we had the business. I was in school. Like it was just and I never allowed myself to take a step back because A, I didn't want to. And B, I felt so grateful for the 
opportunities that I had in front of me that I'm like, oh, oh, what, you're tired? You're feeling anxious? Like, oh, like, get oh cry it, yeah. me a river. Like, you're going to Thailand. Like, shut up. You yeah. get to, like, sit on a beach for your job and work anywhere in the world. This mm-hmm. is a dream. Mm-hmm. So I never really allowed myself to even think about the fact that maybe I needed to slow down because I was always on vacation, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a vacation. It was like, you know, we'd be at a five-star hotel in the Bora Bora and you can't even enjoy it because you're like... You're just shooting. You're just shooting nonstop. If I see something beautiful, I feel guilty if I don't shoot with it. 100%. You know what I mean? And that's something that I'm like, even now I struggle with. Like my boyfriend or my fiance and I went to Jamaica for New Year's for his birthday and I only took like two photos for Instagram. And I was like, wow, this... And it was an amazing trip because I could actually like leave my phone in the room all day. And like, like I never do that, you know? And like throughout my all of my 20s traveling with Tosh and doing a bikini a day and doing Monday. It's like to fuel the brands, we need to be promoting them. And like we are we are the things that sell the brand. Now, luckily, the product speaks for itself. But for a long time, it, that weight was on us. Mm-hmm. And I think that I didn't even realize that, you know, like when I would come home and have a minute, it would be a minute to like repack for the next trip and maybe have like a weekend with my friends. But it was never like I had actual real time to myself where I could like conceptualize what the hell was going on in my life, you know, and and none of it was bad. I just think my body was literally starting to scream at me and be like, you need to slow the fuck down Mm -hmm. because like you're on overdrive. And I wouldn't have changed any anything that I did in my 20s for the world because it was like an incredible 10 years for me. Mm -hmm. But basically this all came to a head when I was in Thailand the time change was off wasn't going to the bathroom regularly and then the second I got in a car and I was like it was a revolve trip I don't even know if anybody on the trip even knows this happened except for Tosh but we were taking these sprinter vans Mm -hmm. hours away Mm -hmm. from the hotel like and I was like in the car being like holy shit like I'm gonna die if I don't use the bathroom right now like really bad oh my god yeah so like I would have to like have the bus stop for me and I'll go into a bathroom and then I'd go in the bathroom it wouldn't happen I'd go back in then I have to go like it just became and this this triggered like a two-year spell of anxiety surrounding of course that's like horrifying yeah and I was like okay maybe it's just travel but then I got home and I was sick in the car and then like then I started being scared of getting in the car and then like my whole world was fixated on like okay, I can make it, you know, 15 minutes to the office. And if I need to stop, I know this gas station's cool with me using, like, I was like a psychopath about bathrooms. But you need to be, and it's like, it eats into like your entire existence. Yeah, it was, it was so, and I didn't let it slow me down in terms of traveling and what I did in my life, which I probably should have, but I didn't realize that my IBS was related to anxiety. I know I had no idea what IBS was. I didn't even know it was IBS. Mm-hmm. I thought I had like an actual gut bowel issue. So I was scared of what I ate. I was scared of, you know, eating before I had to do anything. You know, if I had a lunch and they, I won't eat until the lunch because I'm so scared I'll shit my pants along the way. So it just became like this whole thing I would see a psychiatrist and I saw a therapist and like no one could really figure out what it was oh my god and I didn't even know it was IBS and then someone I forget who it was a doctor or my therapist or something was like this is stress related and it started getting better once I like implemented more balance in my life and the reason why I was able to do that was because of COVID so I have wow. like yes it was like this like you know obviously COVID was a horrible time we don't even need to say that but 
I, the silver lining for me was that I was forced to stop and not move and not travel and not do anything and actually start a life where I could get a dog. I could have time with my boyfriend. I could like read a book if I wanted to, you know, like actually have time to cook and figure out my style of my house and figure out my clothes. Like I was just nonstop. I didn't have time to figure out anything. I was just going. You yeah, know what I mean? It definitely gave people like, I mean, yeah, it was like a really tough time, but I've, I've heard this from a lot of like really like type A kind of like mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, go-getters, whatever, that it allowed people to turn inwards. Whereas like before that, there was no opportunity to do so whatsoever. I, I never could establish a routine because yeah. it would just go out the window the next week and then I'd be... I'd come home and I'd try to get back on that routine, but I was jet lagged, so I couldn't. And I, you know, like even exercise and my diet, the whole, everything was out of whack for years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was obviously like so grateful to be able to travel and do this for a living that, like I said, I never even allowed myself to think that way. You know, it's really interesting that you bring this up because I don't think people from the outside realize what it's like to have a brand like yours where you know it seems so glamorous to like be on the beach and shoot bikinis or even just as an influencer like a travel influencer or whatever right Mm -hmm. because as you were telling your story I relate to it so much because prior to Array I would do like travel blogging right so I'd go on these trips with these hotels and Mm -hmm. shoot these like beautiful photos and it was amazing amazing Mm -hmm. right but I had never had a proper vacation yeah because it's so funny you you can't right and yeah 2020 like I went to like over the summer we went to Greece okay Canada just opened up a little bit thank god and so we went to Greece and that was the first time because I was like I'm not going to work with any hotels like I'm just going to go because Array had like it was on a rocket ship we were so burnt out and we're like we're just going to go for a few days to Greece and like unplug that was the first time I went and I didn't use my phone I didn't have to and I was like oh my God, like I have been going for like, you know, a hundred miles a minute. And like, this is what regular people do when they're traveling. Mm -hmm. And you're so grateful for it that you want to do it all. But like, you know, it's a lesson that even if you love your work, doesn't mean that it's not work at the end of the day, you know? No, totally. And like, I just, I always hated to be that type that was like, oh, okay, like you need to relax. Sure. When my sister's like working at Kaiser every day and seeing 18 patients Mm -hmm. or there's like, you know, we know our accountants who are working all day in an office staring at a screen. I'm like, there's nothing I've wanted more in my life than to have independence mm-hmm. and to be able to work for myself. So that's like number one priority for me because like I just love the way my life is structured. I can do whatever I want, yeah. you know, and that's the dream for me. That's true freedom. Mm-hmm. So I hate complaining about it in any capacity. Like, but my IBS was like, slapped me in the face I was like listen this isn't about anybody else this is about you and your life and yes your life is amazing but it's okay to like realize and acknowledge the fact that you need to chill out for a minute you know well people don't even realize that like like stress and gut issues are so related oh right God, like, it's this like, like the the kind of basis of our brand which is that like you know yeah. I mean you hear these stories far too often it's just that maybe they're not like publicly told but people don't realize that like they could be having stomach issues on account of like extreme stress and like anxiety it's, yeah it's totally normal you're not even the I mean it's not like you're an outlier or anything it's Mm-mm. just so common yeah mm-hmm. it's completely related and in once you know COVID happened like it went away. It fully wow. went away. It's insane. And I like hate that it's related to COVID because I'm like, you know, that it's been obviously a horrific time. But like for me, I could finally sit back and like 
realize like what's important to me in my life, what I like to do, what I enjoy doing outside of traveling and working. And that was, you know, spending time with my boyfriend, decorating, cooking, got my dog. He's He's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. He's the best. I love him to death. And just things like that where I'm like some just stability, like, down like yeah, exactly. normal life, like you know, routine like a little bit, some very, yeah. very normal waking up and vacuuming, like just <laughs> literal basic shit that I'm like, I couldn't even think about this stuff because I was like so fixated on work and shooting and this and that and going to this event and that. And now I'm like, now when I start to feel like my balance is out of whack, it like, I'm like, oh God, like I got to like get my shit together, hone it back in. You know, and like that's why, like this week when when I came in, you said, you know, how's it going? I'm like, it's so busy. I'm like, yeah. I need a second after Coachella. I'm gonna take a Just minute. Chill, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need yeah. it. You need mm-hmm. it. I think we all do. I want to talk about working out because I know it's a big part of like stress release yes. and just like you know helping manage all of that. Mm-hmm. And you are, I mean, I watch you working out when you're traveling. Like, tell everyone what you do. Like, how? Like, were you always active? Was this always been your background? No, I am not really athletic at all. I used to hate working out. I like. When I first moved to LA, I was young. I didn't care about working out. I didn't work out. I wasn't like trying to be, you know, I, I would like, I had a 24 hour fitness membership. Oh, <laughs> It was all I could afford. <laughs> but once I found Pilates, I was like, oh, this is kind of for me because when you're doing it, like, you know, it's targeting the muscles that I can feel that I want to target. And you actually feel sexy doing the moves, yes. you know? You know, like, in the 80s, they used to do those, like, sexy, like, work. I'm like, where's <laughs> that for our generation? I feel like that's Pilates because you're, like, doing these thrusting moves. And, like, you just feel hot doing it. You're looking in the mirror. You're listening to good music. And so I kind of feel like I finally found my workout groove mm-hmm. with Pilates. And then Natasha started the Pilates class in COVID. It's... Yeah, and I I started the Pilates class because of you. I saw it, and I I swear to you, Devin. Like, I mean, you you've solved like two big pain points in my life. I'll tell you, like <laughs> this workout one. No, seriously, it. okay, like, it's so funny. But like, when COVID hit, yeah. I mean, I was like the workout class girl. Okay, I would go to all these classes, and I loved moving. It was like yeah. therapy for me. Yeah. Okay, but I'd only like ever really done workout classes at home fitness had never really been my yeah. thing beyond mm-hmm. like right after college like I, I I used to do like blog back then but when blog-a-lotis. I got into like yeah it's like OG you <laughs> know but then afterwards when I got into group fitness that's just all I did and then when COVID hit everything obviously shut down array took off yeah. and I started experimenting again at with at home workouts but like nothing really stuck mm-hmm. and then I tried the Pilates class because I was like desperate to find just anything, you know, anything that would become habitualized again, Mm -hmm. because I was really struggling without Mm -hmm. that like daily movement. It was life changing. I don't like it's crazy. I know because Jackie, so Tasha and Jackie do it together. They're business partners in it. And I think because Tasha's involved, I mean, obviously Jackie is like the best of the best. She knows she is so good at what she does when she does these workouts, when she's speaking and like instructing I'm like how do you physically do that I watch her film them I'm like how do you do this and <laughs> she like like it's crazy like I've, I've brought her up and like the Pilates class I've brought it up in like I think like five six different interviews Aww, okay like it's really amazing. really good but it's very rare to find an instructor who's so good that they can tell you where you should tweak your movement but they're in a screen I'm yeah like, 
But How'd also, you know? she's, she's yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? She knows when people are like when they start getting sloppy. Like she knows the moves because she's like, I know this is gonna hurt. So just like, but she's so gentle about it and so relaxing to listen to. I always tell her she should do ASMR because she's Truly. like so like her voice is so calming and everyone tells her that. But also just the aesthetic of the entire platform, I really appreciate because. There's so many workout platforms and workout apps and workout girls out there that have this like crazy energy or there's pink or red or all these things. And where I'm like, I just want it to be like my vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly my, and it's obviously because it's Tosh and Jack, they're my two best friends, but like, it's just overall, it hits all my points. I love Pilates. I love walking. I love hot yoga sometimes, but mainly like the Pilates class is what I do because it just, I can take it wherever I go. It fits into my schedule. How often are you working out? Because I'm sure people are curious about that. Cause I mean, it, like it's great for stress release, but you also look incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I try to work out at least like four times a week and that's like on a good week. It's, it really just depends on what I have going on. Like mm -hmm. obviously the end of this week is Coachella, but right now I'm doing the Pilates class challenge, which has been super helpful because it like keeps me on track. Mm -hmm. And when I'm home, it's really easy for me to stay on schedule and like I have my routine. So I just make my coffee. I do my workout first thing in the morning. It's done. So it really just depends on what I'm doing. When I'm traveling, we try to work out as much as we can, but it's hard. But like, I love that you have this like routine around it because I do feel like that's kind of the key because yeah. you don't wake up every day motivated, but no. if you know mm -mm. it's in your, like that, like you're supposed to do this, this and this, like mm -hmm. the habit stacking, I think it's like a great yeah. tip. Yeah. And it, it feels good when you stick to something, you know, it feels good when you wake up and have a routine. Like I never used to be a morning person and I'm trying really hard to be, but also because I'm sl slightly jet lagged from my East coast time frame or time zone now that I'm like back I'm like I'm a morning person but I'm like praying <laughs> that it sticks but my boyfriend's a night owl he stays up so I've, I've just learned to be like I'm going to bed oh yeah Anish and I are the same because I'm a, like a huge morning person and Nish is like a total night owl and uh, you know I just came to a point where I was like I can't with you yeah I am I'm going to bed I used to get FOMO like he's like let's just watch one more thing I'm like okay and then it's like midnight and I'm like then I'm then he falls asleep on the couch and I'm like locked into the show and have oh, yeah. to finish the season yeah and then I'm up till 3 a.m. Yeah, like, what is with men? They can just fall asleep like that. I don't places. know, but that like, there needs to be, I'm sure there are like scientific studies about this because like my god, there could be a fucking earthquake and you'd be asleep. Like what happened here? Like you just it's like a, like there's something in the out, brain yeah. that just like allows them to just Yeah, and I have to like go into like a meditative like deep breathing exercise in order to fall asleep every night oh I'm, I'm the like, same really tired. I yeah. am truly the same like uh, the other day well, it was two days ago so my brother's visiting and Nish and I'm by the way really sensitive to energy so I can't just watch same. anything okay oh like it can't do that mm -mm. so they put on this movie it was so gruesome I watched like 10 <laughs> minutes and I was just traumatized it's called like shot collar or something like that don't watch it if you're sensitive to energy i like please i'm uh, just don't okay? okay watch 10 minutes of this thing i'm traumatized i go to the bedroom Stirring. i'm like breathing like meditating trying to get out of it <laughs> and they just watch the whole damn thing tell me about it like they just go to bed like no the next day it was like i'm like what yeah it's just what I is with it. men it's so rude <laughs> so i want to end the show with a quick rapid fire round Fine. so first question is what is your best tip for mental health as an entrepreneur honestly i mean i know that like i'm beating a dead horse here but it's it's balance it really is that is the number one thing for me in terms of mental health 
like we just talked about with the IBS. The second that balance goes off is when it literally starts affecting me physically. So I think if you can maintain that, and I know it's hard and it's sort of contradictory to what I said earlier, like put your head down and keep working and, you know, like be super focused. But at the same time, like you have to consider your body through all of that. So I don't want people to get confused with my messaging, you know? No, I, I think it's a it's a really sound, like good tip. And I feel like even when times get busy, for me, I like to hold on to a couple of things that still ground me and like give me that sense of balance. Totally. You know? And like even Tasha and I were just talking yesterday because she went and saw this physiotherapist that's helping her with like, she's got some neck issues and stress issues, just like all of us. And he was saying like, you really need to get into meditating. And I've tried so hard and Tasha's tried and we've tried. We're like, hey, we're going to try again because he was saying, and you know, I read about it all the time, the most successful people meditate. And I'm like, even just that, taking five minutes, you know, for some silence in the morning. Have you read anything by Dr. Joe Dispenza? No. Okay. I think you should because I think both send me the, yeah, it's called becoming supernatural. I'll send you the the link or like whatever, but you and Tosh should should both read that book if you can, because that shifted my entire perspective on meditation. It is an incredible book on how to get into it. It's like unbelievable. This is exactly what I need because I'm like, I would love to be the type of person that meditates. I see all these influencers talking about it. Journaling. I I, I listen to your solo podcast on journaling. I'm like, I wish I could do this. You know, like it's for me, I I just feel so ADD when I wake up in the morning and I just want to get up and like, I'm like rarely a morning person. So when I have energy in the morning, I don't want to like pull that back Mm -hmm. and like sit there and meditate but at the same time I know that's only going to fuel my energy well also maybe like you meditate at a different like maybe it's a A nighttime meditation you know like Mm -hmm. it's not that you have to do it in the morning necessarily and I feel like there's like that's like one way of thinking about it and yes like for me it might be beneficial in the morning but it's also beneficial at night you know so like you'll figure that out for yourself but read the book at least it might get you interested in meditation because for me I feel like it was for the longest time, it was like, it's something I have to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it never really stuck. And then it was like, no, no, no. Like this is like, like you just kind of understand the mechanics and like how to get into it. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes total sense when you think about it. Like my brain is nonstop all day, like going crazy about who, you know, something or the other. Yeah. So I'm like, I know I would benefit from it. So yeah, send me the link after this. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's incredible. Okay. supposed to be a rapid fire this is not a rapid (laughs) this is false advertising this is my fault i'm like meditation Uh, (laughs) got a lot to say next question what is a habit that is a non-negotiable for you i wish i could say meditating but honestly it's (laughs) soon it's my it's my morning coffee like i need it every day same first thing i do when i wake i brush my teeth morning coffee it's like i love it what kind of coffee so I do like a double shot espresso with ice and a splash of almond milk. So good. Yeah. I mean, I responded to your coffee story this morning. Like it gets me going. Every day. Love it. My centering grounding practice. What is the best tip you can give to young entrepreneurs? I think it would be to enjoy the ride and, you know, have fun. Don't forget to have fun because I think a lot of people get so caught up in like, you know, work, 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 the whole like work culture. And I feel like the world is now kind of calling that out and being like, I don't have to be busy in order to be successful. Like, I I think it's really important. And this is what Tasha and I do now is, I mean, we've always had so much fun with everything that we do because our job has been fun. But like, you don't have to take things like I don't take anything seriously. Like, obviously, when the right 
something ha- like if if something needs it to be taken seriously, I know how to like put on my boss pants. Mm-hmm. But I'm like life is so short. Like Tasha and I, if there's a problem, like we just let it roll off. We're like, okay, unless it's something that really needs a lot of focus, but I'm like don't forget to have fun and just enjoy the process because life's too short. I love that tip. Thank you for being here, Devin. You were a joy to chat with. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.